Ladies and gentlemen, it is finally Thursday. Welcome to Skip This News, Chicago News. I am Kevin. And I am Warwick. Good morning, Warwick. How are you? Good morning. Thanks. How's the movie yeah, going? A, you know, I'm all moved in. I got a real blessing yesterday with some good weather. It was supposed to be rainy and terrible, and it was about 55 and sunny. So I, I lucked out. I lucked out. So That's good. It's a good day. Well, hey, today's news stories. Uh, we have CC hit 3K, limited water use, Smollett doesn't want to come back to Chicago, and Chef Boyardee shuts down the streets. And first, the scooters are coming. So let's get started with that one. Uh, the scooters are coming to Chicago. Chicago announced electric scooter pilot program just west of Halstead Street. And for those who don't know, electric scooters have been just blowing up in major cities. Um most of Chicago has been fighting it. Essentially, what this is going to be is a Divi bike program. But instead of bikes, it is electric scooters. Of course, the, with all the good stuff that comes with electric scooters, comes the bad stuff. The bad stuff other cities have seen are that these scooters literally get left everywhere. They get left on sidewalks, on people's yards, in people's streets. Um, so Chicago has been very apprehensive to bring these random 15 mile an hour little stand-up jetpacks to the city uh but i'm excited because i'm a bit of a daredevil and i'm looking forward to riding a free electric scooter in the streets of chicago yeah i've always seen them on uh, youtube and i watch around and the problems with them to me they look fun as hell <laughs> but uh yeah it is a huge problem i see the beaches in la they always have to drive there and pick them up and essentially they throw them away and uh, these companies i think the main one or well, the first one that started was founded by an ex uber employee they seem to be good but i think they're more hassle than they're worth because people just leave them everywhere and then it just litters the streets and what's crazy is there's a whole nother job around these scooters is charging them so just like uber um the scooters send a notification to people that sign up to charge them and they have to drive around the streets, pick them up, take them home, charge them, and then take them back to a, a location that the app tells them to, which is, is crazy. But uh, if we bring them to Chicago, hopefully we keep them clean. I don't yeah, know what happens in winter with them. <laughs> oh my God. Well, like I feel like riding a bike is something that most people learn how to do in their childhood. Yeah. So, like, the Dibby bikes make sense. I feel like these scooters are way too approachable. Like, riding a 50-mile-an-hour Razor scooter is not as simple as people make it out to be. <laughs> no, for sure. And just think about the pothole sizes in Chicago. <laughs> if you hit Ooh. a pothole with that little-ass wheel, you're going head first. Yeah, good point. Hey, I forgot to mention weather. Let's, uh, let's circle back on that. <laughs> in Chicago, it's easy to forget. We have a major weather warning today. Uh, they're calling for potential flash floods again. Looks like it's going to be a terrible day with a high of about 45 in Chicago. Uh, the good news is weather it's going to pick up. We have a beautiful weekend ahead of us. High of 58 Saturday, high of 70 Sunday. So maybe the end is sight, but today is going to be a pretty terrible day with lots of rain and fairly cold weather. Yeah, not looking fun. 
All right. Give us a new story, Work. All righty. So uh, on the par of this water here, um, we talked about the two reservoirs downtown or in Chicago that have filled up. There's one more left. I haven't found any new thing that one filled up. But basically, the city of Chicago has uh, issued a statement saying, please don't wash your clothes. Uh, please don't shower too long because all that water is going to add to the reservoirs and help flood the city, if you will. So uh, with all this rain coming from 8, it says 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. on my phone, um, just try limit the water use just for the next two days. Obviously, shower and do everything you need to. But, you know, doing a load of laundry can wait a day or two because that's not going to help all the basements in Chicago and all the rivers. And with all of this flooding, it could also then go into Lake Michigan and pollute Lake Michigan and all that whole fun stuff. So just something to be aware of for the next couple of days until this water subsides. Yeah, do your part, people. (laughs) So... During the pre-show today, Wark and I were talking, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's always news out there. and we, we try to cover the Chicago local news and the big national stories. Sometimes there's just a lot of bad news out there. Uh, today is no exception. Uh, let's talk about a Chicago street was shut down Tuesday after cops spotted a suspicious package. The good news is it turned out to be a Chef Boyardee can on wheels. It was a project by the local college uh DePaul, and they're basically just working on some robotics type stuff. Uh, investigators briefly shut down both State Street and the CTA Red Line, which ran underground on State Street. Uh, spokesperson for DePaul told the news outlet that the design was responsible. Uh, design student was responsible for the can on wheels, and it was really just a prototype created for a class project. But for a while, the cops took it very, very seriously. There's pictures online. It's hilarious. It's literally a small 12-ounce can of Chef Boyardee on wheels. Yeah, so, I didn't. I saw that picture. I didn't look into it. But uh, that's crazy how someone thought that was a bomb. If anything, it looks like a radio control homemade toy. Yeah, that's a that's a bomb as, as much as Diet Dr. Pepper is good for you, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. All right, what you got? All right, so everyone's heard of Jesse Smollett. Uh, Who's that? You don't know who Jesse Smollett is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so basically, uh, during this whole controversy a couple, what it seems a couple months ago, and then all his 16 felony counts got dropped, and apparently Chicago didn't like him anymore, so he moved away. But now there's a, another... Another hearing from a special prosecutor and is calling Jesse Smollett back to Chicago, but he doesn't want to come here. Uh, and his lawyer is claiming uh, it's undue hardship, so he shouldn't have to come back. They sh- Frankly, yes, <laughs> um, but to me, if you got off sixteen felony counts, uh, there's obviously something happening behind the scenes there but man up dude you know exactly what you did it was proven that you did this somehow you just got off of it another crazy thing i saw is the cost um from his show is asking the writers to write him back into the show is everyone blind to the fact of what he did 
I, I don't know. But I think this is one of those cases when when you know someone involved, you like you're a little bit blind to it. You know, like the good news is, I think the greater, you know, the greater community that watches the show will kind of, you know, vote with their dollar, so to speak. But this touches on something, and I don't want to relate this to Smollett, but this this gets me thinking stuff like, um, you know, Roseanne Barr. She had her show come back to wild success, and then she tweeted out some crazy stuff while on Ambien, um, mixing alcohol and Ambien. And they just canceled her show. And the sad thing is the gotcha media of today really is good at just banishing you from from public eye. You know, comedians like Louis C.K. that that are on the fringe of this Me Too stuff and really just got caught up in it in the wrong time. Controversial topic, but to be honest, I think we need a path for people to have forgiveness in the public eye. That being said, I, I... don't think it's that time already for Smollett, but in general, <laughs> yeah. we, we need to have a, a path for forgiveness because we're so fast to yank people from, from the pedestals that we probably inappropriately put them on in the public eye. Look, uh, I agree maybe there needs to be a path, but come on, this guy, 16 penalties he dropped, that was his path for forgiveness. By the grace of somebody, let him off the hook for what he did. To me, yeah. it's not even close to forgiveness. Yes, eventually a couple of years when he proves himself again or when he proves himself. But for now, a couple months later, no. But anyways. So we're going to go national for a sports story today. Uh, CC Sabathia joined on Tuesday the 3,000 Strikeout Club. And this is a huge deal. He's only 17th baseball player to ever do this and only the third left-handed pitcher to do it. Um, it's really a testament of his longevity and really asks the question, who's next? Like Sabathia may be the last person to ever do this. Um, of course, Justin Verlander is close. He's going to be potentially the next one. Uh, but what we're seeing is the pitchers that are coming up today are just pitching much fewer innings and they may not get there. So, Really huge achievement and just the throwback for me. Um, you know, growing up, I was a huge baseball fan and stats are baseball. You know, growing up as a, as a math nerd, I just loved flipping over the back of the baseball cards. And you kind of looked with huge reverence at that 3,000 strikeout club. Uh, CC Sabathia has played for a lot of teams, most well known for a run that he did with the Brewers. He was only on that team for five months. But he's been on the Yankees for the last um, seven or eight years. Just a workhorse, doesn't look like an athlete. You know, he's 6'3", 340 pounds, and he slings that little rock, and he's been doing it for, you know, 16 years. So, really cool stuff. Why was he most known for the Brewers five-month stretch? Uh, he just had a Herculean effort. Uh, he, They basically only had him on loan, so to speak. Oh. So, they used and abused him and put him out on short rest time after time. And he just always answered the call. Uh, you know, he wanted to be out there. He didn't want to save his arm for a free agency when he was about to make, you know, hundreds of millions. He wasn't being timid. He went ahead and just laid himself out there for that team and uh, won a lot of people over. And it turns out he uh, didn't hurt his arm whatsoever. Uh, he just was a horse and continues to be a horse to this day. Sounds good. Yeah. So those are our news stories. We like to end, however, with a happy story. 
And I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, we could cover a lot of the bad stuff. I think we skim over the bad stuff when we're looking at stories we want to cover. But we always want to stop and end with a happy story. This one happens to be local. So millions of bees arrived in Chicago yesterday as part of National Bee Day. And National Bee Day, if you're wondering, has only been around for about eight years. Uh, there's a family in Chicago called uh, the Andronic family, and they own a, a small farmer's market sort of situation. Uh, Belmont Feed and Seed is where they distribute basically 300 packages filled with all of these bees to local bee farmers and uh, colonizers in the area. So Chicago has 446 actively registered beekeepers with 1,700 bee colonies. And what makes this really a happy story is that the citizens are taken into their own hands to bring back the bee population. So for those who don't know, the bees have been on decline for a long time as we've sort of uh, deforested, uh, so to speak, the prairie lands and the natural feeding lands of the bees. This is, of course, a problem because famously stated by Albert Einstein decades ago, if the bees were to go extinct, uh, humans would probably only be a few years after them. So much of what we need comes from the bees. So really cool news that a local family has started this bee day to help spread the news of bees and help kind of get these bees and the colonies in the hands of the local beekeepers who are trying to do their part to bring the bee population up. The good news is the bee population has been increasing the last couple of years due to the efforts of Chicago and all around the globe, local beekeepers that are doing their little part. So why are bees disappearing? Because deforestation or whatever? Yeah, and deforestation is the wrong word, but it's basically like the, the, all the prairie lands that were sprawling across the globe and mostly America uh, 150 years ago are gone, right? It's all the farmlands now and the houses and the cities and whatnot. So the natural habitats of the bees uh, are going away. So, so it's not necessarily the hive. It's all the flowers. Exactly. So what these local beekeepers are doing is restoring uh, prairie lands as well. So what you can do is uh, essentially you do a controlled burn of your area and you regrow natural prairie flowers. So it doesn't take a ton of energy and effort. And there's also like, you know, through the harsh winters, um, because their, their uh, feeding land throughout the summer isn't as vast as it once was, you have to supplant uh, like sugar water and stuff like that throughout the winters where the bees used to be able to take care of their own stuff. It's a full-time job. Yeah. Another part of it is the consumption of honey, right? Like we consume honey at a really high rate now because there's just more people. Um, and when you take honey, the bees are less likely to live through the winter because that's what they made the honey, the honey for is feeding themselves when all the flowers go away through the winter. So it's a little bit of everything. It's kind of just a basic, you know, humans have fucked this up. So now we have to kind of work hard to fix it. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything in this world has a purpose. You don't necessarily know all the purposes. <laughs> like I never knew honey is for bees in the winter, but I also don't eat honey. So I'm not one of those bad and evil people out there. Oh, honey's delicious, man. Um, and, and bees, this is a weird analogy, but bees are kind of like air conditioning units. Like they work best when they're working hard 
Um, so it's not necessarily a bad thing to eat honey. Uh, you know, all these local beekeepers will routinely sell honey to kind of fund what they're doing. And, and that's definitely not a bad thing. I know a few beekeepers that um, they care very much about their bees, but they're still going to take honey because it helps the bees out. It continues getting them to work hard. Um, yeah. So but, how know, different is honey and syrup in taste? Oh, interesting question. Because I've only so just con- started eating syrup. <laughs> so consistency is similar. Are you eating real syrup or fake syrup? Uh, I guess my wife only buys real shit. So that's good. Um, so real syrup comes from, you know, trees, the maple tree, um, and and has a very similar consistency and a sweetness. But I would say the honey is much lighter, and has actual like consistency to it. So whereas syrup, in its true form, is a smooth, uh, very viscous liquid, honey actually has chunks in it, like raw honey has bits of the hive in it and stuff like that i would say it's lighter and even even sweeter okay it's uh, delicious uh, there's nothing better than like butter on a biscuit with some honey on it oh my i guess God. i'll give honey a try <laughs> yeah, i've never i've actually never tried honey um but funny enough when i go to china some of these high-end restaurants for honey in the morning they actually have the honeycomb out there so you can like cut a home honeycomb off yeah it's delicious and if uh if you chew on the honeycomb, they call that beekeeper's gum. Like it basically never goes away. Oh, yeah. But you kind of get like sweetness out of it for How the hell do you know hours. so much about goddamn bees? I know I know stuff about everything, man. That's why I'm on this show. Come on. There we go. Well, I think <laughs> yeah. I learned enough. I'm going to go make some toast and honey. All right. There you go, brother. Uh, All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Friday is finally here tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in every weekday for Skip the Snooze, Chicago News. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. Hey, that concludes today's episode of Skip This News, your daily news presented as always by RemFit. Check out RemFit.com, incredible mattresses, great pillows, really kind of the best sleep stuff out there to match the best podcast out there. We appreciate all of you listeners. Make sure you subscribe, give us five stars, shoot us some comments. We'd love to hear what you want to hear out of this Skip This News daily news podcast. More episodes coming soon. We'll talk to you guys then. Bye.